0: Chapter 14, verses 10 through 31. As Pharaoh drew near, the Israelites looked back, and there were Egyptians advancing on them. In great fear, the Israelites cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is it not the very thing we told you in Egypt? Let us alone and let us serve the Egyptians, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. And you have only to keep still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. But you lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the Israelites may go into the sea on dry ground. Then I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And so I will gain glory for myself over the Pharaoh and his army, his chariots and his chariot drivers and the egyptians shall know that i am the lord when i have gained glory for myself over pharaoh his chariots and his chariot drivers the angel of god who was going before them before the israelite army moved and went behind them and the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them it came between the army of egypt and the army of israel and so the cloud was there with the darkness and it lit up the night One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued and went into the sea after them, all of the Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and chariot drivers. At the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and cloud looked down upon the Egyptian army and threw the Egyptian army into panic. He clawed their chariot wheels so that they turned with difficulty. The Egyptians said, let us f- flee from the Israelites for the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea so the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and their chariot drivers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at dawn at the sea returned to its normal death. The Egyptians fled before it. The Lord tossed the Egyptians on, into the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the chariot drivers, the entire army of the Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the Israelites walked on dry ground through the sea, through the, through the sea, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great work that the Lord did against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord and believed in the Lord and in his servant. Moses. Long scripture there today, um, but this is uh, part of our series, and we're ending it today. Our series was called Lake Effect, Um, and it was a time for us to um, hear stories in the Bible that took place at or near bodies of water, and hopefully through the stories and the sermons we've heard, um, that God will speak to you at the shores of your own heart. Um, And again, I've introduced myself before. My name name is Juan Pablo. I'm the director of Discipleship. Uh, And over the last two years, you may not have seen my face too much, and that's because I was pastoring at Cosmopolitan United Church and joining together with Urban Village Church to find ways to perhaps uh, bring together a, a site that would be centered around Latino voices. and So trying to figure out what that would look like and what that would sound like and what that would feel like um, over the two years. Um, And Cosmopolitan is a beautiful community there um, of members that are all from the Philippines. And so it was just a nice time of this kind of cross-cultural time. Through it, we decided to plant here in Chicago instead. And so I'm working on planting a urban village and we're calling it Enye, the N with the tilde on top. Um, so whenever you see that, just know that that's the work I'm doing at Mosa, just moved into the neighborhood um, and have been uh, out talking to people uh, and seeing if there's a, a, a place for bold, inclusive, relevant ministry uh, to the Latino community um and so it's just uh doing that so i'm 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 just so glad to be here today uh with you all um and the work that i'll be doing here as this uh director of discipleship which would be basically small groups retreats and so over the next oh thanks oh that lets me walk around a little bit i love that okay um thank you john michael uh so let's pray Gracious God, we thank you for your word and your scripture and sometimes, even if it doesn't make sense, that your spirit would speak to us um, through those words and through the words that um, come out of my mouth, that they may be led by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Today, I wanted to do a little bit something different. Uh, For those that don't know me, I wanted to share a little bit about myself and why it is that I do what I do. Um, and why I decided and and had a calling from God to do this. Uh, Five years ago, I came into an urban village. I had never been into a place that um, was inclusive, especially in my community. There were no churches like these. And and two years later, the Lord, uh, I felt a calling to go into ministry. And so I started seminary. And then two years ago, I started pastoring. And but voila, I'm here today trying to figure it all out with you all today. And so I wanted to share a little bit of myself for those that already know me, kind of give you a, a deeper glimpse into, into um, why, why I feel God has called me uh, to ministry and to uh, a, a ministry like Enyé. And so I want to kind of read, uh, tell you a little bit of a story. It goes like this. Dear Familia, It felt like I had been sitting there at my desk for many, many hours, and it seemed like days. But why is it so hard to write anything down? Come on, Pablo, you could do this. Just keep writing, keep thinking. Have you ever been in a place where you felt helpless and where you felt vulnerable? Where anxiety begins to creep in and problems, they seem to be insurmountable. For me it was when I decided to come out of the closet and decided to tell my family after so many years of being trapped in my own body and trapped in my own mind a prisoner to what I thought what people would say about me or what the church would do with me and wondering if my family would reject me I finally felt God whisper to me and God said, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And that day I felt a freedom. And I can't describe it. I can't describe it. It's just something that came over me and it changed my life. And so a few months later, I got into an intentional discipleship relationship uh, with, uh, I said, I would like to speak to another Latino guy that's gay that had to come out. And they partnered me with someone from our South Loop site and and we worked on different things and what uh, He worked on with me was trying to figure out how I'm gonna write a letter to my family My family in Puerto Rico my family in Mexico my siblings here Um, I was scared and but when it was time to share this freedom I felt I froze I didn't know what to do that day. I wondered If it would just be better to just go back in the closet, it was comfortable there, you know? Um, I knew what was gonna happen in the closet. Um, And I knew that I couldn't do that. But I felt like I was at a standstill, and I didn't know where to go. And so just like the story we read here about the people in Israel in this book of Exodus, after almost 430 years, the people of Israel were liberated from a yoke of slavery in Egypt under the Pharaoh. God secured their release through Moses, and they were on the way to the Promised Land. But then they found themselves at a dead end. After a change of heart, the Pharaoh, he sent his army to capture them and return them to Egypt. And when the Red Sea in front of them, the mountains surrounding them and the oppressor behind them, they were surrounded on all sides and it seemed like everything was lost. Just when things started to go well, they, they, they left Egypt, they were free. They even left with some gold and some uh, probably cash. They left kind of wealthy out of that place. But here they were trapped fear and dread coming over them, and they even thought that things would have been better if they never even left Egypt. But they had Moses. Moses, he knew that the promise that God made to them to take them to the promised land. He also knew that when God promises something, God is going to fulfill that thing. And so when the Israelites ended up crying out to Moses, um, he said to them, do not be afraid stand firm and see the deliverance that the lord will accomplish for you today for the egyptians whom you see today you will never see again and let's get real we don't need to just look at the bible to find examples of evil in the world we know that even after thousands and thousands of of years we're still dealing with the reality Um, that many are still being affected by evil and injustice every day. We see evil when mass shootings happen, when men scheme at all levels of governments to keep their positions of power at the cost of children and moms and sisters and brothers and fathers and all the lives that are cut short every month. We've seen injustice recently at the hands of Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, Aaron Thomas, Amy Coney Barrett, all members of the Supreme Court who voted to overturn the landmark uh, ruling, Roe versus Wade, reversing 50 years of freedom for women to choose what to do with their own bodies. And with this same ruling, many LGBTQ folks are fighting this rising panic that they're next to lose their freedoms. And then there's deadly, sh- deadly shooting of another unarmed black body with Jalen Walker, no apparent accountability to the officers that shot at him over 60 times, and then the Highland Park shooting, the list just keeps going on and on and on, Red Sea experiences. But we also have our own personal Red Sea experiences. Because standing at the Red Sea can be a frightening experience. You hear God to tell you to move on, but as you look at this immensity um, of vastness of a Red Sea in front of you, you think it could swallow you up, and you think that God has given up on you. But like Moses says to his community, I'll say to you today to you. Stand firm and see the liberation that God will have for you today. You know, this will pass. When things seem to be lost, don't be afraid. Stand firm. When the Pharaohs of today have a change of heart and decide to take away your freedom to choose what to do with your own body, do not be afraid. Stand firm. When everything around you um, and inside of you is telling you to give up or to give in, do not be afraid. Stand firm. Um, and to stand firm, when we look at this term, it, it actually just means uh, to refuse to change a decision or a position or a belief. Um, what are some things that we can stand firm on? Well, we can stand firm on gravity, that if something goes up, it has to come down, um, that the sky is blue, uh, that you should never put ketchup on a, on, a, on a hot dog. Those things you can stand firm on. Then there are times in our lives when we don't, think that we have anything to stand on and anything to stand firm on. Those are the times where the oppressor is unrelenting in its tenacity to tell you to give up on hope. Those that maybe uh, that you're not qualified for that job don't even apply. You're not qualified. Uh, That you're alone, that no one loves you, that you're unworthy. The oppressor always coming behind you. And all you see is this Red Sea in front of you. And the oppressor hot on your trail and you have nowhere to go. Stand firm. Even if all you can stand firm on is God is good. Because when all else fails, God is good. When everything seems lost, God is good. When you fill in the blank, God is good. And so that day, I sat at my desk with this blank paper in front of me and a pen in my hand, and I had a choice. I can give in to the thoughts that I would never find freedom in being who I was created to be, or I can stand firm. And so as I put a pen, my pen to the paper, and I started writing the words, dear familia, I stood firm in knowing that God is good and that God made me just as I am fabulous and i stood on that god made me just as i am and nothing was going to change my mind about that and nothing ever could change my mind about it again and this is why i continue to do what i do yeah sometimes it feels like I take a step forward and then to only take two steps backward um, to find uh, some people that are really looking for a community that is inclusive and then I have a meeting at a school and the parents are like rainbows belong to the Old Testament (laughs) Um, it seems scary sometimes but then I meet more and more people that stand firm that God created us just as we are and that God uses the gifts and talents uh, that he's given us to edify each other and to be a community that loves God and loves neighbors as ourselves. And it seems like the Pharaohs of today have hardened their hearts and are chasing after us. They, want us. they want to return us to a life of misery, a life of sadness, a life of emptiness. And sometimes when I talk, it seems like I want the Supreme Court to all be drowned in the sea. (laughs) Um, But that's not what I'm saying, because we know that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, as it says in Ephesians 6. It's against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Do not be afraid. Stand firm. We know that this struggle uh, for liberation is far from over. But as we pray and as we trust, we can continue to use our resources. We can continue to use our voices for those um, that are hungry in our community, those that are looking for justice. And we can make a change. And we can stand on it this, that God has done it before and God has done it and we'll do it again. And so two years ago, um, I was excited to start this new journey of, of uh, perhaps starting this new site in Melrose Park. And I go, I, my first Sunday was online. I had to teach the members really how to get on Zoom and how to, we crea- and create a, a Facebook account and uh, started recording my sermons. And then we finally started meeting in person. And guess what? In those months, I forgot to tell them that I was queer. And so uh, we start meeting in person. And I said the term, I'm, uh, we're, I'm going to queer the Bible today. In the story and they had never heard the word um, and members were like didn't understand I'm here with a new culture um, my language uh, things were different and I didn't know where we were gonna go and there were a couple members that were very upset um, that even said we're not coming back and they left and I felt, I felt scared, to be honest, and then I'm like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I um, felt very discouraged, but I said, no one else leave. Let's all talk, and let's get to learn. I want you to see why I think that the Bible does not condemn homosexuality, and let's talk it through together, and we did. And one thing that I'll say that when everything feels lost and when things feel like, um, like you're not going to make it, because this for me was a Red Sea experience, I know and I knew then that God will take was going to take us to the other side. And the community together knew that we we're going to walk this together and figure it out. And so a couple of months, so we started working together. We did a book study together with some young adults from Urban Village. So we were together um, talking and meeting each other and meeting other queer people and meeting trans people. And it was beautiful. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think I'm making a change here. I don't know if we're we're communicating well. And so it was my last Sunday, my last sermon at church uh, in June. Just um, last month, and I got up to uh, to to preach, and when I look, everyone switched out their masks and they put this mask on, and I wondered if they knew it was a rainbow. <laughs> I wonder what was going on. You see, they they listened, and we and I listened. I didn't come in there thinking I was gonna say it's my way or the highway, we learn from each other. Conservative people, progressive people in the same room. That is inclusive when people that can disagree, that people that don't see eye to eye um, can have discussions and yet say, okay, my pastor is queer and I am okay with it. That was different. They had a party right afterwards with Filipino food, Puerto Rican food, and Mexican food. I'm Mexican and Puerto Rican. And we had a good time. There was rainbows everywhere. It looked a little too gay, <laughs> if I can say that. But it was beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. And and it helped me. I, I just said to myself, there's the Red Sea. When something stands between you and and." and freedom, and new, and liberation. Those words that Moses said, do not be afraid, stand firm. I stood on that for months and months, and God did something. And so after what seemed like forever, I ended up finishing this letter. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read you an excerpt of this letter that I sent to my parents, and my siblings, and my cousins. Um, It goes like this then there was the church the place that has caused me years of trauma it's at the church where i was told that i would be delivered of homosexuality i tried everything because i loved god with all my heart and i didn't want to be shunned by my church community i went to conversion therapy deliverance ministries christian counseling i did it all i took my pastor's advice of getting married because having sex with women Would change that part of me i did whatever i was told so that i could please god and pay christ back for everything that he had done for me i've taken all the steps that people have told me to over the last 25 years and i started realizing that i have caused others grief and loss while at the same time crushing my heart and my soul But this year, I found a great church community where people like me are affirmed and loved. I've taken the last eight months to reflect on my life and surround myself with a support network as I have started to lose many friends from my previous church. But it's through this group of people that I have learned that God loves me and created me just as I am. You see, it's Red Sea moments or lake effects. There can be times where God shows up and God shows off in our lives, right? Do not be afraid. Stand firm. Amen?